Hello and welcome to Unsound Theories. I'm Kat. I'm Kira. We watch movies with no sound and no subtitles and try to figure out what the hell is going on. Spoiler, we don't. <sighs> this this movie um so emma sent us a wonderful italian film called the legend of the christmas witch in english mm-hmm. um i have a note it's actually the legend of the christmas witch sponsored by connects <laughs> yes it does definitely play a, a heavy part i would say connects and beards beards weirdly yeah um an aversion to santa yeah not a big santa fan not not a fanta <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay um so this movie was like significantly more comprehensible than the last one oh yeah i mean it was it was a christmas movie so they've got the tropes to play like literally if i tell you it's a christmas movie you know what the plot is someone was wronged as a child on christmas so now they hate christmas um so this movie takes that and goes off the fucking rails i think but okay but he wasn't wronged on christmas he was wronged on december 6th okay that's an okay is this an italian thing do they do (laughs) I think <laughs> I, I noticed specifically, that. Yeah, specifically, I think December 6th is like St. Nicholas's Saint Day. Okay. And in this one random Italian village, they celebrate the Christmas witch instead of St. Nicholas. Yeah, yeah. I And like, the location <sighs> is gorgeous. The town that they filmed in it is, is. Inc- it like... I want to like, visit there. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably some sort of alpine village on the um, the the Italian side of the Alps. Whatever, I forget the name in that region. Um, it's not important. Yeah, it's not important. Sorry, at all. Italian listeners. Um, <laughs> you know all those Italians. Yeah, you're not in the U.S. Uh, regardless, it's a very pretty location. Um, it definitely takes place on Saint Nicholas's Day. And, like, all the children hang their stockings out to get oranges or whatever. Uh, And the titular Christmas witch flies around the village dropping off toys to all these kids. Yeah. um, That she keeps in a Rolodex. Because it's, like, the the start of the movie, I think, takes place in, like, the 80s or 90s. I want to say, yeah, I want to say somewhere around then. Oh, no, it wouldn't be the 80s because they do 25 years later and it's the modern day. Yeah. And I'm old now and 25 years <sighs> ago was... Was 25 years ago even? Yeah, 25 years ago was 95. Why have you done this to me? Or I guess Christmas 96. So it's... Yeah, it's, I imagine this movie it doesn't take place in 2020. I imagine... I mean, so we're probably... We're looking at like early 90s. Yeah, early mid 90s. Okay. So that's why the Rolodex is a thing. Right. Um, so our Christmas witch is cruising through town. Um, she stops at a house and gets caught by a puppy who bites off a piece of her Rolodex. Yeah. She gets home and her apartment is like really cute. Yeah. Then she realizes, oh shit, I forgot. What's his face? We'll call him, um, Johnny. 
I forgot little Johnny or little Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss that later. So she like last second flies out and it's like apparently she loses her witch powers during the sun, during the daylight. Yeah. So like as the sun comes up, her broom falls and she like fails to deliver the connects mm-hmm. to Umjani. Which like, okay, this is a fairly small village and I feel like she's only in charge of this village, right? Right. So like the fact that she has like a massive Rolodex of like hundreds of kids. Clearly there's some sort of Alpine Italian fuck party going well, on. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's always a, an Italian fuck party going on. That's that's just how how things work. But my my issue is she also I think is the school teacher for all of these kids, so she should know them. And yeah, she really should. She does have a like before she goes home, theoretically she should have noticed she had a connects set brought to you by connects um in her bag still and been like oh who did not oh it was johnny yeah okay and it wasn't a small connect set it was fucking enormous it was used i did notice it was used because when he got it in his bedroom later he just started flinging it and it went everywhere and the package just kind of opened and there were i've gotten a connect set before and that shit is like all packaged in smaller bags inside the box right lego style yes so this was a used connect set maybe she like had a no because it was already in her bag i don't know that's interesting Um, maybe it was damaged when she fell out of the sky into the snow entirely possible yeah, he got a wet connects. No wet connects. Uh, so like, then it gets real awkward because like this kid who runs down like, ooh, the the fucking Christmas witch has given me toys. Uh, he runs downstairs and it's like, oh no, there's nothing in my stocking. And then his parents are fighting. Yeah, yeah. I think it's supposed to make him sympathetic. His mom definitely kicks his dad out of the house. Um, so uh, we'll talk about this later, I think. Yeah. So there's like this little short divorce subplot and his mom's like, well, what did the Christmas witch give you? And he goes to his stocking and he looks in and it's fucking nothing. So he runs up to his room to cry. Now, that's the other thing. Like, this is an entire town of people who are just like entirely okay with a witch breaking and entering in their house every christmas yeah because it's just been a thing that the christmas witch does obviously you christmas witch it we don't need to buy presents for little johnny (laughs) the christmas witch will cover us with a connects (laughs) yeah who needs parental love okay so here's the thing that got me okay um, during the daytime, she doesn't look like a typical, like, stereotypical witch. No, no. During the nighttime, she's got, like, the hooked nose and the long fingers and everything like that. Oh, she has more than a hooked nose. She has a full-on goddamn thumb on her nose. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, but when she's powered down during the daytime, she's, like, really, really cute. Yeah, she's adorable. And she's got, like, okay, she's got a really cute, like, house. 
that's like out in the middle of the woods outside of the town, which is a plus. Mm-hmm. She has a pet owl. Yes, who I guess is also immortal. Because he's her familiar. Right. That's how these things also, work. Also, he definitely doesn't shit. <laughs> um, no, owls don't. Owls, okay. <laughs> not, not to get too gross, but um, owls don't shit. Owls will eat like small rodents and shit like that. And then, like, eat them whole, digest what they can, and then barf up the rest in pellets. Okay, well, this owl also doesn't produce pellets. I know this because the little underground cellar where the owl is kept is closed, always, and the owl is just in there. It looked like the owl had his own owl entrance. Does the owl have an owl entrance? Okay. That would make more sense. Because otherwise, how would the owl hunt for small rodents and other things? Uh, that's a, you know, maybe it just eats connects. It's <laughs> 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 just melted plastic. And that's why Johnny's set was kind of broken because, like, the owl was hungry and started to bust into one of them. That's entirely possible. But like, okay, so I we we started this movie and it's like, okay, it's a typical witch, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We move on. Turns out the witch has a really cute house. Yeah. She has a really cute pet. She is a school teacher. Yeah. She lives alone in the woods. And I'm like, I, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, wow, how progressive of them. The witch is very clearly a lesbian. <laughs> Oh, one quick note. This is not important at all, but it's very important um, because I noticed it. There's a scene at the very beginning um, where she's like calling her broom to her or something. Mm -hmm. And there's a newspaper that blows down an alleyway. um, And the newspaper was definitely CGI'd in. (laughs) They didn't just blow a newspaper down an alley with a fan. They CGI'd a newspaper badly. Um, There's a, even their practical effects are very bad in this one. Like the makeup department did a great yes. job. The makeup department did what was like very impressive. But like the props department... Oh, boy. Well, see, the problem is that they had too much fun with Johnny's place, um, which we'll get to. Yes. So, sorry to interrupt you. Let's go back to her, um, you know, just having a sweet life. Okay. That's the... Oh, that's the other thing. We find out she hates Santa. Oh, yeah. Because she gets a postcard from, like, a kid who's like, thank you, Christmas witch, because apparently, like, they leave letters for her or whatever. Mm-hmm. thank you christmas witch and it's on like a santa postcard and she just like tears that shit up like fuck you fuck you santa so like they set up this whole like hatred of santa thing yes that like i really thought they were gonna pay off in the third act um they did not spoiler no santa doesn't show up so the christmas witch is real i thought johnny was santa for a hot minute. There is act okay, there is actually a moment where Santa shows up though. Oh yeah, he's briefly in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
he just doesn't like do any, he doesn't he, do anything. It was yeah. Yeah. It was they set up Chekhov Santa Claus and then didn't do anything with it. I've been trying I've been trying for like the past two minutes to come up with a good pun for that and it's not working. Um yeah, no there, <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot in this movie. It's a dense movie. But like I just I appreciate the witch. Yes. And I kind of have a crush on her now. Not gonna lie, same. She's very adorable, and I wouldn't have a problem with her, like, going out and doing magic stuff. That's like, ooh, ooh, stick your thumb in my butt. I'm fine with (laughs) your thumb nose. So I saw her slapping her broom to make it go faster. So you know she's down. Yeah, I do. You think? Do you think that like her nose gets involved when she eats ass? How could it not? Is the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! We've we've ruined a children's movie. (laughs) I think the children's movie was already ruined by all of the child murder. Oh god, that was that was another thing. Um, I there I have a few things I need to address. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, uh, the timeline of her dating this guy that she's, I guess, dating. Oh yeah, no, there's an obligatory heterosexual romance for her, yeah, which I was very. Um, I don't like it. On principle, uh, I, don't, no. I don't understand it. Um, because first of all, how long have they been together? Mm-hmm. Um, did he move to the town or was she his teacher? Oh, because that's a whole other. Oh, level. no. Oh, no. Like he had to have moved to the town. Otherwise, she was his school teacher. Yeah. And oh, that's a whole like fucking thing isn't it she hasn't aged for the entire time he's known her and he just hasn't noticed so okay so how long because first of all he doesn't know that she doesn't like fire or christmas or or i mean santa um but we're at the point in the relationship where he's like proposing to her oh yeah no that's that it was weird and then i think he might just be one of those like early proposers who's like He keeps a ring in his back pocket and he's like, I'm on my third date with this woman and she's perfect, so I'm going to propose to her. Yeah, that that's the only explanation. Also, that meal burned so fast. <laughs> he definitely had the oven on like 8,000 He degrees. had that oven on self-cleaning mode where it just fucking... <laughs> roars annihilates everything inside yeah and then they go to bed together and she turns into the witch at night i wonder if maybe she only turns into the witch like around december yeah i want to know if this isn't every night or if this is a like her cool kid night only i I feel like it has to be an every night, right? Or like... It has to be an every night because she turns into the witch that night and then like it's a few days before they like... It's like that morning they run into Umjani 
And then it's a couple days later is the six. So I think this is, I don't know if this is like a werewolf situation where it's like full moon and a few days on either side, or if this is an every night, but it's not just the one night. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot going on in this movie. Um, Oh, we skipped over the whole, um, she's also the kid's school teacher. Oh, yeah. And, like, that part was, like, the part where my heart went, like, oh, I just, I love her so much. Yes. She likes kids. But hopefully not in a creepy way. Oh, no, way. not in a creepy way. She's just, like, she's a kid person. Except if she was dating Whoa. a former student. Yeah, no, mm, this is problematic. I'm sure if we had watched it and understood italian because by the way the movie was in italian um if we understood italian they probably would have established that he like moved into town which is why he didn't know she was the weirdo loner who hasn't aged in hundreds of years that's the only only possible explanation okay so she definitely i think we can declare it canon that she definitely did not know him prior to like them dating i can't okay so she is allowed to be friendly with the children and it not be yes. creepy. We're good. I'll allow it. Okay. So um as is typical of any like gang of kids movies, because by the way, the witch isn't the only main character. There's like a gaggle of diverse kids. Yes. Her students. There's um main character who we'll call Did you come up with names? I didn't come up with names. I gave a few of them names, but only a few of them. Specifically poop pants. <laughs> poop hands okay um poop hands is the poop bully. hands is the bully <laughs> because there's a bully okay so like they they checked off like a bunch of diversity check marks there's main character boy mm-hmm. there's main character girl there's um out of shape kid gender ambiguous out of shape kid who loves gender, to eat gender ambi- yeah the gender ambiguous asian person and then um Black girl and then bully. Mm-hmm. Those are the six types of person you can be. The only six. Main character boy, main character girl, out of shape friend, black girl, bully, or Asian of indeterminate gender. With an engineering degree? And an iPad. Yes. An iPod an iPad strapped to their bike. Yeah. So like there's like that bully plot developing and stuff like that, which you know means he's either gonna get the shit kicked out of him or he's gonna get redeemed through some like selfless action of some sort. Which doesn't really happen. It kind like of happens. A li- like a little bit, but like But like also the next the very next scene. Now that we've gotten to the the witch turns into a witch at night part. Oh, this fucking scene. Yeah. Is the one where we find out that the bully kid, or what did you call him? Poop hand? Poop hands. Poop hands is a giant fucking pervert. Yeah. He definitely tries to record. He, he's got, first of all, he's got a goddamn telescope for the express purpose of watching women undress through their windows. Specifically his neighbors. I'm assuming the neighbors are main character I, girl and main character girl's yeah, mom. Which is, he's like, he's like watching the girl undress and like she turns the light off or something. So he can't. And so he's just like, well, mom time. Yeah, so he, like, goes from the upper window to a lower window, and the mom is showering with, like, the curtain completely open and exposing her boobs to the world, so she's already, like, I assume she's kind of into exhibition. Well, she's Italian. (laughs) 
She's I, getting ready for the fuck party. Okay, fair. Um, and like, I guess it, it's, I don't know. I've watched like three or four um, movies like this, particularly like French and Italian movies where it's like ostensibly a children's movie. But at some point, one of the kids peeps on an older <laughs> woman while she's in the shower. I don't know why this is a trope in Europe. I, I don't know, but I we put a pin in the just remember this because it's going to come up later on in another segment. Um. Oh, so then like as our titular Christmas witch, whose name we don't know because we didn't. Do we want to give the Christmas witch a name? Um. I, she's. I, I, I don't, I can't think of a good name for her. Okay, well, we will continue to refer to her as Christmas Witch because... I mean, she's the CW. Okay. So, thanks for all of your shows. CW. Yeah, thank you for Supernatural for, what, eight years longer than it should have gone on? And counting. Well, she's all about tradition. <laughs> Um, okay, what else do we have? Oh, oh so the, the fucking pervert bully kid... Yeah. Poop hands. Poop hands. Discovers the Christmas witch as she's flying away from her boyfriend because she realized she turned into a witch because she forgot what day it was or whatever. Yeah. And he immediately is like, better upload this online. Yeah. Like you do. Like you do. And uh, I, I wrote in my notes, now the world knows about our cute little lesbian, including Santa, who's drinking beer. Okay, so Santa is also canonically real. Yeah. This is the one part where Santa shows up. He's just like sitting there drinking beer out of like a one liter beer mug waiting for Christmas. Got nothing better to do. Typical. <laughs> Typical man. Typical Santa. Typical man. Typical Santa man. Um, what else do we have? Oh, oh, yeah. Then we get to military Christmas man who we find out later is Johnny. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's like this guy who's got like a military surveillance structure set up in town yeah which it i his whole fucking setup i have questions yeah how did he get that much money yes how did he get zoning approval to build an evil lair on the top of the fucking alps also again not a huge village where is he finding all of the like mario brothers movie rejects that are just sort of cool with child murder. Oh, yeah. We have um, Johnny has his two henchmen, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Yes. With the wildest hats I've ever seen. Picture. Okay. <laughs> Nobody who's listening to this has seen this movie. I assume. Nobody should see this. So picture a baseball cap. <clears throat> but um, take that take that bill and then just sort of lengthen it and then lengthen it more than you think I want you to lengthen it. And then also add like a little swoop to it. Give it a nice little kind of droop in the middle because it's so goddamn big. It can't support its own weight. So it has to curl up at the end. <sighs> oh boy. It's a, it's a, it's a weird one. It, it is a weird one. He also has commissioned a lot of uh, Johnny has commissioned a lot of statues that are exact replicas of him in the only outfit he wears, a nutcracker outfit. 
Um, oh, so after, yeah, th- this is important though. After the Christmas witch video goes viral and they show like with some real bad CGI, it crossing the whole planet mm-hmm. by like connecting networks and stuff like that, like how every movie does when something goes viral. Yeah. Uh, um, Johnny sends his fucking henchmen, Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. To, like, kidnap the Christmas witch from her home? Yeah. And I'm not 100% sure how they do it. They do do it in front of a child. Um, Like, they don't even, like, drug her. They just, like... They have some sort of aerosol spray. Yeah. Which seems... uh, Is that pepper spray? It can't be pepper spray. I don't think so. But if it's some sort of aerosol drug, they have no protection for themselves. Yeah, they're not wearing any PPE. Yeah, they've definitely just drugged themselves along with her. And then they start driving, um, which unless is... Unless um, Johnny has come up with a, like, vaccination to prevent you from being affected by this drug. So, yeah, I think it's entirely possible that Johnny just like immunized them against the spray or something like that. I guess that's possible. He does seem to be some sort of weird mad scientist who has advanced technology. Like it's it's a little absurd. Yes. It's a little, you know what it reminds me of? Weirdly Spy Kids. Oh, it is very Spy Kids, yes. Like, his whole, like, villainy attire and everything like that. Yeah, this is extremely Spy Kids. So, um, there's... Oh, we also skipped the poop hand scene. We did skip the poop hand scene. This is how the man, the myth, the legend got his name. Uh, so, Bully Boy is chasing main character boy. They're all on bikes. Kids... In Italy, in this town, love bikes. They're wild about them. Um, So chasing bike kid, and they are all almost hit by the SUV that's going to kidnap Christmas Witch. Flies off his bike onto the side of the road where there's snow, so he's not hurt. But his hand does land in poop. And he, he gets like real mad at his gaggle of other bully children. Yes. The, the like toadies that he has. And yeah, he's like, why are you laughing at my poop hand? <laughs> don't make me touch you with the poop hand. You don't want the poop hand, do you? Don't make me give you the poop hand. <laughs> Please, poop hand, don't give us the poop hand. <laughs> We don't want the poop hand! Yes, but I don't care what you want. You're getting the poop hand! Oh no, please, don't give us the poop hand! We only want the pee-pee! No, we can't devolve into pee-pee bits on this podcast. No, we can't. We will lose so much time to pee-pee bits. I know. Oh, we've been going for half an hour already. We've been going for. We're barely like ten minutes into the movie. Oh God, this one had a lot more that happened than fucking yeah. the man from Earth. Oh God. Okay, so let's try to get through this, I guess. <laughs> um, so Christmas witch is kidnapped. She's tortured. There's like a it's okay so um um Johnny 
First of all, we should describe kind of what his deal is. Oh, his whole... Fu- yeah, I have a lot to say about because his... he's wearing, like, this, like, pseudo-military jacket with... It's a it's a nutcracker it's outfit. It's a nutcracker outfit, basically. It's fully a nutcracker outfit. He has... Oh, my God. His beard is... He has a braided, like, dwarf beard. But in addition to his braided, like, off-the-chin beard, he also, like... His cheek facial hair is pulled back into his ponytail. Right. So I think it's actually even weirder than that. We don't see the back of his head much, but it looks like the hair on his head itself is actually cut like kind of like medium length. Like dude, medium length. Right. So he... And then he pulls his mutton chops back and ties them into like a ponytail. Yeah. So he's got mutton chops that, like, are literally down to, like, his mid-back that he pulls backwards under his ears. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole thing. It's the most viscerally disturbing facial hair I've ever seen. There is only one case of facial hair and other hair Okay. Um, okay, we're talking, I've we, ever we edited seen. that out. Did we already, did I already talk about this? What the fuck? Wait, did you? I don't know. I'm talking about the thing from the first episode with um, Office Space. Did I tell you about the symmetrical man? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I saw this guy, this fucking guy. He has uh, a line beard comes down his jawline and terminates in a little braided rat tail beard thing off his chin, right? That's bad. That's real bad. But he he turned around (laughs) and his head was completely shaved except a little line of hair that went down the back and terminated at his neck in a little braided rat tail. (laughs) <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> it was so, so bad. I don't know why anybody would do that. <laughs> Emma always pick movies that involve hair-based torture for us. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, I'm gonna need like a solid five minutes to <laughs> <laughs> How did you describe that without breaking out in the It's been years since I saw this man. This was an this was an IRL encounter. Oh. I've had years to process this. 
to desensitize yourself to the symmetrical man? Literally, like, ten years. It stuck with me, though. (laughs) I mean, like, how does that not stick with you? Like, someone thought that was a reasonable fashion decision to make in, like, the 2000s. Yeah, we're we're at, like, 2008 or so. Um, yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, so that happens. I don't even remember where we were in the plot. Uh, we were describing him Johnny's facial hair. Oh, right. Because he had just kidnapped Christmas Witch. Right, and as Christmas Witch wakes up from being like knocked out by whatever knockout guests they hit her with, um, she's been surrounded by like a series of those statues that Johnny has of himself. Yeah, except- and he's just mixed in there, so you can't tell which one is him. Right, one of them is actually yeah. him. Um, and these statues aren't like normal looking statues of him. They're all like stood at attention, but they have their tongue stuck yeah. out. This man is strange. It's almost like he had childhood trauma that was unresolved and he decided to project it onto the Christmas witch for that one year instead of, you know, his dad for abandoning them or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly, like, he's totally misplaced all of the, like, blame for his problems. And somehow he's made, like, a corporation that appears to be, like, a multi-billion dollar corporation or whatever, or at least one large enough that it can finance an evil lair at the top of the Alps. Yeah, with like some super advanced technology. So like, he clearly like in his quest for revenge like, has done some very unscrupulous business practices. Yeah. Because like, it it looks like throughout the movie that they, they hint that he makes like deadly chemicals. Yeah, yeah. There's like blue powder stuff. But like he also makes toys. Yeah. So I think there's a subplot where like he's supposed to be shipping out these like Christmas witch toys that are full of a powder that may or may not kill children. That's what I think that's like the main plot point is he's trying like he was wronged he thinks, by the Christmas witch, and so he's trying to make everyone else hate her by shipping out... Committing... By just murdering a lot of children, and all of his employees are cool with this. Mass infanticide. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, look, I I don't blame Mario Mario... I, I do blame Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. They were definitely complicit, but I feel like the average warehouse worker at Johnny's Mountaintop Factoring probably not there by choice true like you have to imagine that they don't get home to see their families a lot and stuff like that they're probably they have to be imported there's no way they're from the local village well okay so that's the thing because like there's a lot of like weird neo-colonialism in this movie and by a lot i mean a non-zero amount because like it seems like all of johnny's factory workers are um, like Asian people, yeah. So I wonder if he like bought like indentured servants from like some somewhere. Yeah, I feel like that is what happened because he also has like the trio of like schoolgirls to braid his beard for him. Yeah, he's got like and not like actual schoolgirls, but like 
adult women in schoolgirl outfits. Like weird. There's a lot of weird sexual content in a children's movie. Yeah. But like it, it, for that scene in my notes, um, I wrote something like, um, let me find. I wrote like a solid, almost four pages of notes on this one. <laughs> um, okay, where were we? Um, oh, um, yeah. So the the evil man child Johnny has a evil fortress at the top of the mountain. At one point, he injects her with something in the nose. I'm assuming it was like in yeah, the nose. There's like it, a. I cannot stress enough. He injects her in the nose. There's like a weird struggle. And she tries to get away from like him injecting her with what I assume is sodium pentothiol. Something like that. Like, because he wants her to like confess to her crime. So he injects her with like a truth serum. I'm really not sure what he's trying to get out of her. Like, I, my theory, my personal theory was that he was trying to get the like secret of the Christmas magic out of her so that he could like become the Christmas witch or something right or like use her magic to deliver his poison toys i think is what was going on i yeah it's it's not clearly explained no because there's like a he's got like a lot of schemes that involve revenge i feel like it would be more clearly explained if we could hear what he was saying or understand what he was saying because the movie again was in italian yeah Although you can get it dubbed in English. Oh, no. Why would you do that? You have to watch it in the original Italian. It's the only way you can watch the movie. Um, um, Oh, we figure out. Yeah, the witch is afraid of fire, which like I was like, oh, why is the witch afraid of fire? And then I remembered why are witches afraid of fire? Okay, so the, the kids do this thing where they like after seeing the Christmas witch get kidnapped, they're like, we need to band together and go on our fucking Goonies adventure. Yes, exactly. So they, they do their Goonies stuff and they try a scene of mountain biking where like they clearly filmed just an adult dude mountain biking and then spliced it in. Yeah. They have to go rescue her. Um, and main character boy falls off of his bike and doesn't make it. So like, they do this weird thing where they like little rascals together a fucking snow speeder. <laughs> yeah, with like a sail and like picture one of those like party bike things where people are like drinking and pedaling in the back and one person is st- they've made that but for children and also with a sail for some reason and skis. It was it was all the designs of the um engineer Asian kid of indeterminate gender. Yes. Um, they walk through like a weird gothic arch, which I wrote as um, them symbolically crossing a threshold after heeding the call to adventure to bring things back to Joseph Campbell's story circle. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're watching movies, I may as well do a little bit of real analysis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a graveyard. As it turns out. And there are wolves. There are wolves who I think want... They want a sandwich. A sandwich? Which, like... They want food child sandwich. Yeah, they want food child sandwich. And I think, like, there's a whole plot about him, like, being really, really in love with food, which, like, is valid. Like, big mood, obviously. And, like, I think the, the movie ends up moralizing that, like, liking food is bad. 
Yeah. Which, like, first of all, no. Second of all, no. Yeah. It's a weird moral to include, but like... Who knows? I don't know, European movies? Europeans. What are they gonna do? Um, oh, so this, like, hunter shows up and is like, why don't you come with me back to my hunting shed? And the kids are all like, sure, stranger. Yeah. We'll go back with you to your house. So, like, my my notes say, okay, what are the odds that the hunter tries to kill and eat the kids after he feeds them human flesh? Because the kids are eating, like, sausages. So I assume that was human flesh. I thought it was wolf sausages. Because he did have a dead wolf on his shoulders. I think he had a dead fox. Was it a fox? It was a thing. Regardless, he had a dead animal on his shoulders. He had a, he had a thing. He was giving them sausages, and they were all about the sausages. Right. Which is why I assumed that it was probably, like, human meat. Probably. And he had hunted and killed man for sport. Uh, he probably, um, because we find out later he's, like, good buds with Umjani. So I feel like... I think he works for Umjani as, like, a scout. Right. I, yeah. Or, like, maybe he tests the chemicals on, like, animals, because he had a bunch of jars of, like, toxic blue powder stuff on his shelf. That none of the kids noticed. Right. Um, so I feel like maybe like employees who try to escape the factory just get killed and shipped to Hunter Guy for consumption. Probably. There's like a whole scene in this segment where the bully kid sees um, the the black girl like cold in front of the embers of a dying fire. And he's like... Well, I've got a blanket. Why don't you come sleep on the couch? Which, like, is a nice gesture, except for the fact that we've already established that he's a huge pervert. Oh, yeah. He's definitely put a camera in um, in the blanket, obviously. Right. So um, then there's a whole scene where, like, our two main character children are, like, about to kiss. And the boy's like, oh, God, I don't know how to kiss. So they interrupt the kiss and he goes over and he asks Asian kid of indeterminate gender to teach him how to kiss because is that what's happening that kid has an iPad so it's like yeah that's that's my that was my read on it because he's they were like oh well you tilt your head like this and you move in like this and this is how you do it. and then someone else walks in and they're like we weren't about to kiss I wasn't about to kiss this person of indeterminate gender which because of how hetero this movie is, I assumed from that point on that the Asian character was a girl. That's what I got, yeah. But, like, the read was real tough on that one. Yeah. Like, I I think it's safe to assume that we can continue using they, them pronouns until we find out when we review the plot <sighs> later. Also, we've been going for God, 54 minutes. we need minutes. to get through this fucking movie. They had forgotten, however, that Emma was very good at cutting down their superfluous tangents, and their runtime was currently only 42 minutes and 35 seconds. <laughs> shit. <clears throat> okay. Oh Alright, so shit happens. Okay. Yes. Um, so, like, the the, hun- the hunter guy is secretly an agent for Johnny, who, uh, like, throughout the movie, I, I, we need to talk about why he, we keep calling him Johnny. Oh, yeah, it's because of the logo of his company. It looks like an M. And then it just says the word Johnny. Yeah. So it's like the M is like a hat on top of the J. Yeah, it's real weird. And like, I, I feel like we need to, with this, 
with a lot of these, we're gonna need to like put together like a Imgur album that we link in the podcast <laughs> description so people can see the shit we're talking about. Johnny, like Johnny, yeah. So the hunter guy burns their phones and their iPad, yes, and then throws the kids into a trash compactor. Yeah. And turns on the trash compactor. Yeah, he's fully murdering these children. <laughs> he's fully prepared to murder six children. Yeah. It's it's a thing. Yeah. And then Johnny has Christmas Witch tied up to a Christmas tree with a bunch of presents at the base of it. And he lights all the presents on fire and he's going to burn her. Right. Which is, at that point, I was like, oh, that's why witches yeah, are afraid of fire. Right. I yeah, get it. The, the, the whole, you know. The whole, like. Burning the witch thing. Mm-hmm. I forgot that it wasn't just, like, us mostly sitting around lighting candles in our own apartments and talking to our cats. Yeah, well. Because that's what I do. Okay. <laughs> I I feel like it would be a tall ask to have anyone be Johnny. Because you'd have to grow your beard for, like, three years. You would have to do some real uh, unconscionable... Beard-based facial, facial hair things. Yeah. Yeah, there would be some beard crimes happening. Um, or you could, like, in theory, I guess, get, like, hair extensions woven into yeah, your beard. Yeah, you could get beard extensions. It's it's like what they do for all of the um, women in professional wrestling, how they have, like, all of that ridiculously long hair. Yeah. Except that it's all just a weave, <laughs> and they take it out afterwards and, like, go back to normal manageable lengths of hair. Yeah. Oh God! Where, um, oh, the witch's boyfriend shows up for a date, and she's not there. She's not there. He goes down into her witch lair, which I referred to as her Christmas warehouse, <laughs> and he figures out that, like, I guess she's an immortal witch or something. Yeah, by looking at the old pictures of herself that she has. Right, and then oh, oh, and then oh, and then the owl leads him to Johnny's place. Right, the owl leads him to Johnny's place. Uh, then Johnny has the weird beard braiding scene. Yeah, where he's got like the three Asian women in borderline fetish gear braiding his beard for him. Yeah, that was challenging. Uh, the kids eventually make their way into like the compound and find the witch. And they're like, teacher, teacher, we found you, or whatever. Yeah. And then um, Johnny shows up with guns. With actual guns this time, because last time his gun was like a paintball Except gun. Except that this time the guns were also paintball guns. Okay, last time it looked like a real gun and was a paintball gun. This time it looked like a paintball gun and was a real gun. Well, because these guns, they still had like, they still had the CO2 canisters attached right, to them. Right, He's got a and weird like, thing going on. Yeah, so like he's designed real guns that look like paintball guns either that or the props budget was such that they were like well we spent way too much money on this rc car track and other weird props that we use to make johnny look creepy and like a man child Bee drones that shoot weird darts full of toxic stuff that wears off very quickly <laughs> I, I they're literally paintball guns yeah and then they just, like, added in the effect of gunshot, like, machine gun fire. Right. Um, yeah, so, like, the witch negotiates her way out of the kids getting killed. 
by like saying, okay, I'll make a deal with you. I'll show you where my secret box full of letters from children is. Because mm-hmm. we established at the beginning of the movie that she keeps all of her letters from the kids in like a red box that she wears the key to around her neck. Is that what that was? I thought that was like the secret hiding place of her heart that contains the Christmas magic or something. It could have also been her phylactery. That's what that that was my that's what I thought happened. He's like he's he is stealing the Christmas magic by getting a hold of this chest. Maybe the Christmas magic magic comes from the love of the children oh shit he never had a chance yeah oh we also need to talk about the fact that um boyfriendman shows up in a velociraptor costume it's a good velociraptor it is but i don't know where he got it and also he doesn't take it off to trudge (laughs) through the snow yeah that one was a little weird um Uh, so oh the kids okay so this is my favorite part of the movie the kids are like on these johnny brand bikes because they have to ride their bikes everywhere trying to catch up with them johnny in his car who's going to like the top of a cliff face or whatever um and i i wrote in my notes they're riding johnny brand bikes with various deer on the front and then the next thing i wrote is they're called fixed deer bikes (laughs) (laughs) and i i laughed at fixed deer bikes for a solid like three minutes i had to pause the movie fixed deer bikes (laughs) oh god like, these bikes made no sense either that the design was so abysmal because when you pedaled it would move these deer feet up and down and the deer feet would mimic the motion of the pedal and somehow because of the way that they were like fixed to the front wheel which is why they were fixed deer bikes the pedaling motion translated into circular motion yeah but th- they were very inefficient bicycles. Yeah, they sucked. So they just fucking yeeted them and ran. Yeah. I mean, have you ever tried to ride a fucking bike through snow? What are they doing? <laughs> Especially a fixed deer bike like that. And chasing a Hummer? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was like an H... Was that like a... a that was an original Hummer, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Because, like, the H2 wasn't that wide. Remember when those were a thing that people actually bought? I saw one like last their, like, week. Primary vehicle. Yeah. Oh my god. It was wild. Okay, so like it looks like Johnny's either gonna yeet her off the top of a mountain or like and then this is where we find out that that's where she keeps her chest of letters from the kids that she locks up tight at the beginning of the movie because that's where her Christmas magic is stored. Yeah, slash Christmas phylactery. Alrighty, so our illustrious duo is about to get really off track. Like, so far off the track that they're actually on a plane. I'm going to take this opportunity to take care of the mid-roll business. First of all, I want to thank you all so much for sticking around for episode 2. We know episode 1 was really out in left field, then you know it's only going to get worse. Thanks. Secondly, I'd like to take a moment to plug our sister production, Chicks with Dice. As of release for episode 2... 
the next live broadcast of Chicks with Dice has yet to be scheduled, so make sure you check out the Twitter at Chicks with Dice for the latest updates. Don't forget to head over to our YouTube page, link in the description, to check out the Cal Lightsaber VOD, as well as the soon-to-be-released Thirsty Sword Lesbians VOD. And I actually just got this cryptic email from this private investigation firm called The Great Cobalt Detectives. They said that they're looking for investors for an expedition searching for the Jersey Devil. We're not sure exactly how this is going to pan out, but if we get any good footage, we'll make sure to put it up on the YouTube channel. Alright, so those two should be just about done on their tangent by now. I'm going to pop back out and leave them to the rest of their unsound theories. Ciao! We are so off track. (laughs) I know, I know, we're very off track, but... We're so close to the end, too. Right, right. Okay, so this is like the, the climax of the movie. Yes. Um, they're so the kids start fighting Mario, Mario, and Luigi, yeah, Mario, fully just just and, just wrecking them. And Johnny, they like they're are, like sitting on him and like jumping on his stomach and pulling his beard. They're like the only thing they didn't do is go for the nut shot. Yeah, although I think I think Luigi Mario got but a I nut think, shot. Yeah, no, Luigi Mario got a nut shot. Then the Christmas witch, like, the CW grabs the key out of Johnny's hand or whatever. Yeah. And she, like, threatens to drop it off the side of the cliff so that he can never have the Christmas magic. I think she's, uh, like, bullfighting him at this point. She's She, like, gets him to charge at her and tries to pull it out of the way at the last second so he runs off the cliff. But he does manage to snag her, so she goes off with him. Yes, they both go off the cliff. Yeah. The kids, like, look over the cliff, and Johnny is nowhere to be seen. But the Christmas witch seems to have grabbed onto the tree, because nestled into the tree is where she kept her box of Christmas magic, her philettery. (sighs) Yes. (laughs) I'm going to keep saying it only because of the disgust that it generates. (laughs) (laughs) So she's held on to the, the tree that contains the philettery, which is also nowhere to be seen. Um, they may have just forgotten to put it back in. I think they just forgot to edit the, the edit it back in. Who knows? Um, I don't know. But um, so like they lower the. So he's got the dinosaur costume on still, her boyfriend. Yeah. And like the way that they hide your face is like a cheesecloth wrap that like wraps around the dinosaur's neck yeah so he like unravels the cheesecloth and like dangles it down for her to grab onto and that's so not that gonna they can work pull her up and it's like clearly not gonna work yeah but like i don't know they try it and then you're like oh she's it's fine and then and then um johnny twist of twists um, johnny grabs onto her leg and they both fall into the abyss Christmas witch dead. We fade to black and then we come up on like the kids all back at home, like kind of contending with the fact that their teacher died by falling off of a cliff. Yes. Right in front of them. Mm -hmm. Fully. They saw her die. Yeah. They fully saw her die. And like each one of them seems to have learned a little lesson and like pursues their interests a little more or whatever. 
um, food kid turns away two pieces of chocolate cake that his mom brings him. Mm-hmm. Showing that he's learned his lesson that food is bad and he should develop an eating disorder about it. Yeah, like you do. Like, yeah, he ends up like everyone gets like their little like moment of like positive feelings and whatever, even though their teacher's dead. Yeah, except for main character boy, because he's like despondent. His mom's like, do you want to hang up stockings? And he's like, what's the fucking point? The Christmas witch is dead. It's not going to Christmas witch is dead. I saw her die with my own eyes. Okay, Antonio. I'll be hanging up the stockings anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they wake up, and the next morning, there's stuff in the stockings! It's a miracle! It's a December 6th miracle! Yeah! And, and the, the last notes I have are, she survived! Hooray, because you see her... We at like the market buying a thing yeah and she winks at main character kid right so my last notes are she survived but she's still straight franny face oh there's no explanation of how she survived none whatsoever no they they don't go into it it was a december 6th miracle yes i know how she survived do you want to know how i know how she survived yes i do amazon reviews wait really also, did you buy this movie? No, it was free to watch on Amazon. Okay, because it was also free to watch on, like, Beauty or whatever. Huh. Okay. Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure that you didn't pay for it. No, absolutely not. No. Or Tubi is what it's free on. Um. Okay, let's look this... Emma sent us a link to it on Amazon. Uh, so... I don't have Prime Video. Oh, uh, that, that, that would do it. Um, so it's segment time. It's Amazon reviews. <laughs> do we want like a do we want a pause for a theme song? It's Amazon reviews. What the fuck are these people talking about? <laughs> I, I figured Emma would put in like an actual uh, like, okay. little theme well, cutter. Sure. <laughs> Okay, Amazon, Amazon reviews. reviews. Here we have a one-star review from someone named Running Deer, titled, Very Poorly Done. This was simply bad. The only redeeming feature for us was the fact that it showed some wonderful scenery. The dubbing is extremely poor, and the translation is awkward and sometimes cringeworthy. The voices were poorly chosen, too. They don't match the characters well at all. Well, we didn't have to worry about that. The story was cliche-filled and extremely predictable, yeah. yes, and the acting was quite wooden for the most part. Well, one of the people was dressing himself as a um, nutcracker. A nutcracker. I'm thinking of lots of details to back up my claims here, but it simply isn't worth it. It's a very bad film. Uh, okay, we've got another one-star review from Muffin Maniac. One star. Very disappointing. It could have been good, but... One of the main characters is a major bully who not only spies on girls and women who are showering and changing, but then videos them without their knowledge or consent with the intent to send it to other people. It's never addressed or even mentioned that it's wrong. He never seems to show remorse for this yes. invasion of privacy. Contrast this with a four-star review from Stephen H. Lafferty. The glass is mostly full. 
This is an Italian-made film with English voiceover. I was braced for issues, but was pleasantly surprised. Yes, there were solecisms, but I enjoyed the story. Some of the criticism in a couple of reviews seems to stem from the fact that this isn't a product of Hollywood's politically correct woke lecture series. Apparently, these foreign filmmakers haven't received the strict West Coast film rules. As a result, it just has fun in an innocent 50s sort kind of way. It's a very refreshing change from the cookie cutter harlequin romance movies that seem to dominate in the u.s <laughs> oh that's yeah okay sure go off dude and finally finally we get some extra plot in this review by katherine hughes five stars loved it the story of Bifana, the famous christmas witch of italy so we have a name Finally, a great children's film about Bifana. My Italian mother told us stories of Bifana. The only thing I would have liked to see is the owl rescuing Bifana as she fell. That part was left out. I hope to see more Bifana films. Huh. Okay, so like, I guess there's like a part of this comes from actual legend or something? Yeah, this must be an actual Italian thing. So um, I guess now it's... I kind of want to read more (sighs) of these one-star reviews. What tell it? What is it about the movie? We need to know. We do need to know. Okay, it's only like four. Okay, four paragraphs. There we go. Hit me. Okay, okay. So, the plot of the movie. During the day, Miss Paola works as a school teacher in an Italian town, but at night she transforms into the over 500-year-old Bifana, a witch who delivers presents to all the well-behaved children and unusual surprises to the bad ones each year at midnight when it turns January 6th. January 6th. Okay. January 6th. January 6th? Hold on. (laughs) Really? <laughs> okay. I thought it was sure. December. Uh, so did I. Okay. All right. Okay, Italy. You you go. For you do you. Wait. That's tomorrow. Oh shit. As of time of recording, we could get Christmas witch. We could get Christmas witch. This is a timely watch. This is perfect. Yes. I can't wait to get Christmas witch tomorrow. Wake up with connects in our stockings. okay um one year a dog chews on her rolodex and she fails to deliver a gift in time to giovanni rovazio who i guess is johnny that must be johnny johnny who then blames her for all of his subsequent misfortunes including his parents divorce 25 years later giovanni has transformed himself into mr johnny Okay, so the M is short for, like... Mr. Johnny. He's Mr. Johnny. Yeah, because, like, I think in Italian, M followed by a period is a, like, salutation that's the equivalent of Mr. Okay. So I'm going to still call him Johnny, though. I mean, yeah. Um, A villain who kidnaps Paola in order to take over the delivery of the toys. Ricardo, I was close with Antonio, a student from her class witnesses the kidnapping. He and five fellow students investigate Paola's storage cellar for clues and discover her secret identity. The children are found by Johnny's men 
and put into a trash compactor, but Ricardo drops a Swiss Army knife in the gears and stops the machine, allowing the children to escape. I, we didn't talk about that. No. They did a lot of setup on this Swiss Army knife thing. Yeah. And then he it was like his favorite thing in the world. And I think Lavafana had given it to him like the previous year. Yeah, I think so. Knowing that fire is the only way to harm the Bafana, Johnny ties Paola to a Christmas tree and sets it on fire using Christmas presents as kindling. Just then, the clock strikes midnight and she transforms into the Bafana, giving her the power to break free from her bonds and fly away on her broom. Johnny chases after her on a jet-propelled hoverboard. We didn't talk oh, about that. right. Yeah, we missed the whole fucking hoverboard scene where he fires missiles that are also modeled after himself. Yes. Um, Johnny has, like, a lot of weird complexes. Yeah. Um... Fly away in her broom, chases after her on a jet-propelled hoverboard, and causes her to crash before trapping her in a bubble in his toy factory. This bubble was just a Zorb. It, like, it's not a bubble, it's a Zorb. Yeah. Um, the children hike to the toy factory, but are captured by Johnny's men, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. <laughs> Paola agrees to give Johnny the letter she received from children containing their gift wishes. Okay. And they leave them they leave for the mountain where the letters are hidden. Meanwhile, Paola's boyfriend Giacomo arrives at her home and finds her missing to discover her secret identity in the storage cellar. Paola's pet owl guides Giacomo to Johnny's factory where he rescues the children. Giacomo and the children reach the mountain where the letters are hidden and fight Miss sorry and fight Mjani, but ultimately Mjani and Paola both topple from the cliff during a struggle. So I'd like to note that it doesn't mention any of like the very important details about the fact that he pulls a gun on them. Yeah. Or the fact that they have to ride fixed deer bikes. Or the beard. Or the beard thing. I feel like the beard thing can't be ignored. Um, yeah. Just on a moral level. Okay, so this... A year later, on the next January 6th, Ricardo finds a Swiss army knife in his stocking, then notices Paola walking through town with Giacomo. So... Now, something we missed because we didn't hear it. There's that scene right after the, like, denouement where it cuts over to a view of the mountains. Yeah. There's audio for that part where apparently Johnny survived and swears vengeance. Oh. So they're setting up for a sequel. I assume they're going to make a Christmas Witch 2. Legend of the Christmas Witch 2. Or La Bafana... Vienne Denote 2. I can't wait. Personally. Oh my god, okay. Um. <laughs> I think we need to. I, I'm not gonna be able to get through it. I'm gonna pull like a. I'm gonna pull a Justin McElroy and start laughing halfway through <laughs> these names. But the character names. Okay. So we know about Paola slash La Bifana. Okay. We know about Giovanni Ravanzio, a.k.a. Mr. Johnny, a.k.a. Giovanni Giorgio, a.k.a. Jojo, whatever we want to call him. Right. Um, we know about Giacomo, mm -hmm. who I think is one of her... No, Ricardo is one of her students, yes, right? Yes, that's main character boy. Okay, we've also got um, 
Igor. Okay. And then the next one is... <laughs> I told you I wasn't going to be oh able to get through it. The next one is... <laughs> okay. You got this. The next one is Smilzo. <laughs> Igor and Smilzo are Mario, Mario, and Luigi, Mario, respectively. Oh, uh, that would make sense, I guess. <laughs> but Smilzo. <laughs> We've also got uh, Gino, Amelia, Giuseppe, Ivan, Leo, Ricardo, and Saveva. Oh god, that fucking killed me. <laughs> Oh, smells so. Oh. Wait, wait, this is even better. The film was nominated for a David DiDonatello Award for Best Visual Effects. Was it though? Was it? Yes. It was. I guess they saw that fucking newspaper and were like, oh yeah, this is my shit. Okay, so the David de Donatello is named after Donatello's sculpture of David. Okay. And it's an award presented each year for cinematic performances and production by the Italian Cinematic Academy. There are 24 categories as of 2006, and it was nominated for Best Visuals, I assume, in its release year, which was 2018. Okay. Oh, God. I mean... That newspaper. <laughs> um, um, hold on. What were they nominated for? Uh, best visual effects. Oh, there isn't even a Wikipedia page for that one. I probably honestly for the best because we've been going for an hour and a half now. There's there's long enough pauses that it'll cut down to an hour. Um. Okay. So yeah, that was... I'm so sorry, Emma. <laughs> oh, God. That was... that. What's the exact title in English? The Legend of the Christmas Witch. Sponsored by Connects. Sponsored by Connects. Um, that was a journey. It was. That was quite a journey. Um, certainly more comprehensible than The Man from Earth. So thank you for that one, Emma. Yeah. Um, I... I'm terrified of what we have to watch next. Me too. Me too. One of these days we're going to have to mutiny. <laughs> I, I I really do think I had an idea. Was the idea mutiny? Kind of. But like a self-serving mutiny. Um, there's a movie that if we can get a hold of it, Emma and I, well, Emma Aaron and I saw at a local independent theater in Toronto mm -hmm. called Surfer Teen Confronts Fear. Okay. And I think if we got a guest host for one episode and made the two of you listen to that, or I mean, not listen to oh, it, God. but just observe it, um, 
I think that would make for a really good episode. That sounds fun. So I'm hoping we can get a hold of it because the guy is only touring it around like local and like or smaller independent theaters. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. It, so if we can get a hold of that, that's my ultimate get for this show is making someone else watch that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, that's God. This is a weird fucking movie we just watched. We. It did happen, yes. Um, so thanks to to Italy, I guess. Thank you. And Spain, it's a dual production. Thanks to Spitaly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah. Wrap up time. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back another time with another movie. I don't know when. Wait, 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 wait there's, a, there's a thing that I say at the end of it. Oh. Thanks for listening. We sure didn't. Unsound Theories is a production of So Says Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Unsound Theories, as well as at So Says Media. You can also check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash so says media. We also have a YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on YouTube for more queer comedy. Intro and outro music used on this episode was created by Sounds Like an Earful. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>